Hello and welcome back to our series on the names and attributes of God. This is again going to be a dual lesson, lessons 11 and 12, which means this is our final lesson for this course. Um, this lesson might be just a shade longer than the rest uh, because there's a little bit more information uh, to go over. Between these two lessons, uh, there's some deep significance in these last couple names of God that we're going to talk about. Um, I want you to enjoy this, but I want you to uh, really listen in and, and listen with the ears of your spirit. I want you to take the time and um, listen for the voice of God in this message. I want you to hear something new when you listen to this. When, when I uh, studied the names that we're going to talk about today for myself, uh, I, I was really in awe, and I hope that you find yourself in that same position. Let's open up with a word of prayer, and then we'll get into our uh, course material. Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus, we do come before you. Father, we thank you for all that you do for us. We thank you that we've had these past weeks to gather together and uh, to just study who you are. Father, we thank you that as we've studied, you've revealed to us, Father, in personal ways who you are. And, and Lord, right now, I just pray that this information would never be far from us. I pray, Lord, that, that for each one of us, myself included, that we would always look back on your names and call on them and know within our hearts, within the, within the deepest depth of us, that you are there. So, Father, today I pray that you would ready our hearts, ready our minds to be receptive, Lord, to what you have to teach us. And, Father, I pray now a special blessing over those who have joined in and, and taken these uh, lessons. Lord God, I pray that, that truly you would abide with them and they with you. In the name of Jesus, we thank you and give you praise. And all God's children said, Amen. Lesson 11 here. We're going to talk about the name of God that... We probably hear um, often enough, but maybe we don't know what it actually means. Okay, um, so real quick, I want you just to think right off of the top of your head. List everything in your mind, or if you want to list them out in paper, list everything you can think of that God can do. And then list everything you can think of that God has done. And then this one's especially important for this. And this one I actually do want you to uh, maybe take a little bit of time later on. List areas of your life where God has been faithful. The reason that I actually want you to write those ones out uh, is, is on principle to remind yourself. So that you actually have something tangible to look at. In, in those times of despairing, in those times of darkness, uh, the valley of the shadow of death, you know, the, the, that moment when you are completely rid of yourself, you're, you're at the end of your rope, and you call on, remember Jehovah Sabaoth, the Lord of hosts, where has God been faithful in your life? Today I want to teach you a little bit about the name Elohim. And I know that usually I save the name uh, for, for a little closer to the end of the lesson. But today we want to look at this name. And it's really, um, it, it's really a very unique name. 
Remember this, when we look at these names, these are Hebrew. Um, I, I don't think that we've covered any Greek names. No, um, we've, we've only really covered the Hebrew names. And when you look at Hebrew as a language, it's much different from our language. It's much different from English. It's, it's actually quite different from really all the other languages. There's, there's a lot of unique little rules uh, and snippets in Hebrew that are kind of difficult to understand. But when we look at the name Elohim, and if you want to write it out, it's E-L-O-H-I-M, Elohim, okay? This name of God reveals something that in English you're never, ever, ever going to catch. So you, you can catch it if you study very closely in English, but remember that when we read the scripture, these, these names are translated into our language. They're translated into English. And there's, there's, how do I want to put this? There's some beauty that is lost in translation. What do I mean by that? Hebrew is, is a really astounding language. Um, because as, as you learn Hebrew, as you take different pieces of Hebrew into account, you find, um, things revealed. So quick Hebrew lesson here. Hebrew is not just like English, uh, where in English we have letters, we have numbers, and we have pictures. In Hebrew, it's what's called an alphanumeric and pictorial language, which means letters, numbers, and pictures are all the same. And so, when you spell a word out in Hebrew, the word has a picture that it creates, it has a numeric value, and it has a word that you would pronounce, okay? Now, I don't want to go crazy deep into this and get into the numeric value and uh, picture meaning of Elohim, because that's completely um, off topic for where we're going with this. But it's important for us to understand that when the scripture was translated, there was a lot lost in translation. We, we lost some value to the words because we don't, we don't see the picture and we don't see the, nu the numeric value. We only see them at face value for the word. So the name Elohim is actually um, portrayed first in scripture in the very first verse. In the beginning, God created the heaven and the earth. In the beginning, Elohim created the heaven and earth. Here's what is really, really unique about this. If, if we would translate this properly, this is how it would read. In the beginning, God's created the heaven and the earth. It's a plural name. Okay? Uh, so, I don't want to read the entire chapter um, 
here of Genesis. So skip down with me if you're turning along. Go to the creation of man, uh, chapter 1, verse 26. This is where God reveals the plurality of this name. And Elohim said, Let us make man in our image after our likeness, and let him have dominion over the fish of the sea, and so on. Okay, but in the, in the story of creation, this is Elohim. This is God showing that he is God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. For a lot of believers, when we look at the first chapter of Genesis, all we see is Creator God. God the Father, right? But this, this name, Elohim, it teaches us that, that there's a powerful significance to this, what I consider an all-encompassing name. This, this shows me that when God created man, when God, when God created in general, it wasn't just God the Father. It was also God the Son and God the Holy Spirit. Gods. And, it, and it's capital G, gods, G-O-D-S, meaning that it's not a false god, and hence plural, but it is the one true God in three persons. This name is so important as, as, as Trinity believers, we have to see this name and cleave to it and, and understand. Um, I, I remember, oh, let, me, let me share here for just a minute. I remember when I came to the realization that the story of creation said, let us make man in our image. And it, it was startling to me because... I had never really sat down to read it word for word. And this was only a few years ago. Um, because, you know, it's Genesis chapter 1 is kind of Christianity 101. You've heard it. Uh, if you've grown up in the church, you've, you've heard it all of your life. And, and you know that God took uh, six days of working and on the seventh day he rested and he created all of the things and... and and it was good, you know, you hear that, right? It was good, and God saw that it was good. And so you sometimes you don't take the time to sit down and read it. But when you sit down and read it, and you, and you come to that verse 26, let us make man in our image, it sets you back a little bit. And it makes you question, and, and you, you see it and say, why is this plural? God is showing in that moment there's more to come. So so in the beginning, as, as you read, no pun intended there, but in the beginning God created the heaven and the earth. In the beginning as you start to read, it appears as though it is God the Father, God creator only. But the further you go, the deeper you study, the more you realize this is the Godhead three-in-one, Elohim. This name teaches the oneness and the plurality 
of God. So why do I call it the all-encompassing name? We've studied a lot of names over the last several weeks, from the, from the most basic to possibly some of the most difficult to understand. But, as Elohim, gods, God takes one name and says, I am all of this. And that's why I chose to place this name at the end of the course so that we would learn all about Jehovah Nisi, our banner, and Jehovah Rapha, our healer, Jehovah Jireh, our provider, Kana, a jealous God. And then we would come to the end and say, but how do these all fit together? These all fit together in the name Elohim, the all-encompassing name. So I've paired the attribute uh, to go with the name Elohim as God's omniscience. He's an all-wise and all-knowing God. And and, uh, the reason that I paired God's omniscience with Elohim is because the omniscience is an all-encompassing attribute. And so this, this whole segment right now that we're in is all about how God is everything. God, God is, is all-encompassing. He knows your first breath. He knows your last breath. He knows the steps you took today. He knows the hairs upon your head. He knows the people that are going to call your phone in the next hour and a half. He knows those that you called yesterday. He knows the ones that are going to reach out to you tomorrow. And he knows the ones that are going to reach out to you or who you're going to reach out to a year and a half from now. God is all-knowing. And that is why, as Elohim, the all-encompassing God... That is why he can be your provider, your healer, your, your, your banner, your rest, your refuge, your rock, your portion, your deliverer. Amen. Somebody tell me you're getting excited about, about how God can function in your life. This is a beautiful testimony to God's goodness and God's grace to know that he is all wise, all knowing, all encompassing. So I, I, I want you to take the time and do a scripture study for yourself, okay? This is how I'm going to challenge you for this, for this lesson. I want you to read Genesis chapter 1, simply because I don't think we do it often enough. Uh, we, we as believers have a tendency to, um, you know, read a passage of scripture, and if we like it, we might come back to it. Maybe we'll memorize some of it. But after we read it, we think, I got it. And so I want you just to take the time during your personal devotional time any day this week, but make it th- make sure that it's this week. Go through and just read the story of creation. Man, I'm telling you, it'll do you some serious good to read Genesis 1-1 through 1-31. That, that will just, that'll just set it up for you, okay? And then if you're feeling spunky, keep reading and read chapter two. It flows right into it. Honestly, um, 
if you sit down and you have time and you're not trying to rush yourself, my guess is you're probably going to accidentally read the first four chapters of Genesis because they all just flow very, very, very smoothly together. And there's so much, there's so much intrigue to them. You see, um, you see so much of what God is doing, okay, um, and what God has done. It really elaborates if you read them, if you, if you read this, this chapter or these chapters with fresh eyes, with, with an open and receptive spirit, you're, you're going to get moved. Your, your spirit will be moved. I, I can assure you of that. Because God so intricately made a plan and, and laid it all out encompassed everything knowing all of it I want you to make this your prayer and you can I'll give you the option on this one you don't necessarily have to journal it um, if you'd like to journal this prayer you're welcome to but if you don't want to journal this one pray it sincerely with a, with a, with a humble heart before you read Genesis chapter 1 Just pray this, Lord, teach me something fresh about your oneness. All right? That's that's the prayer that I want you to um, have in your heart as you step in to Genesis chapter 1. All right, so we're going to turn in now to lesson 12, and we're going to talk about two words that we have um, definitely talked about, well, one word that we've talked about a lot and an equivalent word that actually means something a little different. So lesson 12, we just looked at a name that translates God, and now we need to look at what translates Lord. Okay, so here's the question that I, that I want to pose to you for this. What is enough? What's enough? Is it enough to know God, or should you know God, if you, if you follow what I mean there? Is it enough to know God, or is it enough, or, or do you rather need to know God? Is it enough to acquaint yourself with God? Is it enough to just think of God? Now, take out a piece of paper if you have one handy. And I'm not going to give you answers to these next two questions. I want you to sit down and actually take time to answer these. How shall we know? What do I mean by that? I mean, how should what, what is our responsibility in knowing God? So, and, and make that personal. What is your responsibility? I'm, I'm talking to you right now. What is your responsibility in knowing God? Write out your answer. You you can write it however you want. You can address it to yourself. This is is how you're responsible to know God. Or you can write it out in prayer format. Dear God, this is how I'm responsible to know you. And now, the next question is this. How are we known? 
I'll make that more personal. How are how are you known? And that one might be a little bit hard to answer. It, it can be answered scripturally. In case you're struggling, open your Bible, and there is specific scripture to teach you exactly how you are known. But answer those questions. The first set of what's enough, that's rhetorical. But, but how shall we know and how are we known? Those are the ones that I, that I really want you to hone in on. I want you to actually take the time and, and respond to those. That's, that's kind of a growth challenge for you. Um, because if you understand your responsibility in knowing God, what's it going to do for you? It's going to push you to make an active choice to know God better. And if you know how God knows you, it's going to push you to make the active choice to live as though God knows you. Amen? So these are the two names. Um, we're going we're gonna to call this lesson Lord, Lord. Okay? The two names, there's, there's two names of God here. The one that we've talked about a lot, Jehovah, it translates Lord. Now, sometimes um, in, in previous lessons, I don't always say, I don't always translate it quote unquote correctly. Um, so take, for instance, Jehovah Rapha. I tend to translate that one, God, my healer. It's quicker to say. But then Jehovah Nisi or Jehovah Sabaoth, I translate those, the Lord, my banner, and the Lord, right? I, and, and so it's not wrong to say, God, my healer, or God, my banner. It's not wrong by any means. However, if you want to get technical, Jehovah is translated Lord, the Lord, my healer. The Lord, my banner. The Lord, my provider. This is a very, dare I say it, impersonal name of God. It's kind of a formal name. Okay? Um, so you consider that you, you know a lot of people in your day-to-day life. And depending on how well you know them determines what you might call them, right? Jehovah is a name of God that if you if you mention the name of Jehovah around an Orthodox Jew, they will probably turn a little blue in the face because um, it's, it's a very impactful name of God. It's, like I said, formal. And um, Orthodox Jews are very cautious with the name Jehovah. They, they fear the misuse of it. However, when we use it as from scripture or to pray, to call upon him, I see no harm in that. I, I see nothing wrong with calling on the name of God as, you know, 
Jehovah Jireh, my provider, I need you to step into this situation right now and be my provision. There's nothing wrong with that. But it's important to know the formality there. And maybe you're picking up where I'm going here. Jehovah is a ruler. Okay? So that's that's Lord as in ruling Lord. Jehovah. But there's another name translated Lord. It's much more personal. And the name is Adonai. It's a very intimate name. You would call upon Adonai as a loving Lord. Yes, he's still the ruler. But when you call upon the name Adonai, you say, I have a relationship with you. I I have a longing in my spirit to be with you, to know you. And I want you, Lord, Adonai, to search my heart and know me. If you have your Bible, I want you to turn to Matthew chapter 7. In Matthew chapter 7, I'm going to read a couple of verses. I'm going to read them from the King James Version. This is is what I want you to hear. I, I want you to... You know what? Maybe maybe don't read along. Uh, close your eyes for me. Sit back. Um, if you're driving, don't close your eyes. But 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 sit back and and hear the words of of the scripture, and let God speak to you as I read. Matthew chapter seven, beginning in verse twenty-one. Not everyone that says unto me, Lord, Lord, shall enter into the kingdom of heaven, but he that does the will of my Father, which is in heaven. Many will say to me in that day, Lord, Lord, have we not prophesied in thy name? And in thy name have cast out devils. In thy name done many wonderful works. Then I will profess unto them, I never knew you. Depart from me ye that work iniquity. Therefore, whosoever heareth these sayings of mine and doth them, I will liken him unto a wise man which built his house upon a rock. And the rain descended, and the floods came, and the winds blew and beat upon that house, and it fell not, for it was founded upon a rock. And everyone that heareth these sayings of mine, and doth them not, shall be likened unto a foolish man, which built his house upon the sand. And the rain descended from the floods, and the rain descended, and the floods came, and the winds blew and beat upon the house, and it fell, and great was the fall of it. What does, what does this passage of scripture mean to you? How, how is your spirit responding in light of the fact that there's two, two ways to call upon the Lord? Is your spirit burning within you just a little bit to say, 
Have I been calling on the name of Jehovah? And I need to be calling on the name of Adonai. That's, that's, that's what your spirit should be saying right now. Not everyone who calls out to me, Lord, Lord, shall enter into the kingdom of heaven. That, that is enough right there to say, there are those who will walk this earth thinking that they're saved but having never professed salvation having never confessed the name of Jesus having never accepted the blood of the lamb over their lives will simply cry out ruler ruler But when you do the will of the Father, when you heed the sayings of Jesus Christ and do the will of the Father, you cry out Adonai. Personal, Lord. Adonai. The loving Lord. And so, when we look at these names, Jehovah and Adonai, this, this, is, this is the grand finale, ladies and gentlemen. If, if you don't walk away from this course with anything else, walk away from it with this. We've talked about the Lord, our banner. We've talked about the Lord who is there. We've talked about the Lord of hosts. We've talked about the Lord, our healer. We've talked about the Lord who sanctifies. We've talked about the Lord, our righteousness. But all of these that we talked about, we started them all, and I did this intentionally, with the name Jehovah. And and so we look at these and we say, Jehovah Shammah, the Lord who is there. Jehovah Nisi, the banner over my life is the Lord. But these are, these are, this is the ruler who is there. This is the ruler who is a banner. But, but you know this. Sometimes you can put Adonai there. Adonai. Adonai Yira. Lord, my provider, the loving Lord, my provider, Adonai Rafa, the loving Lord, the personal healer, Adonai Sabaoth, the loving Lord of hosts, who finds me when I'm at my wits end. We went through all of these names of God. We talked about so many attributes. And the purpose of all of this 
was to bring you closer, was to bring you into a deeper, more steady relationship with the Lord your God. Adonai Elohim. You can join those two. The Lord your God. Adonai Elohim. It's so important. It's so important that that we should be able to explain the loving kindness of the Lord. Because there will come a time in your life, I'm certain of it, where you'll have the opportunity to reach someone, to, to lay hands on them, to sit down and have a cup of coffee and, and share your faith. That could be the only moment of that other person's life where they will ever hear the name of Jesus. And, and so as, as believers, if we understand who our God is, if we understand that he is an all-encompassing God, that he is he is God that's there, and he is the God, the banner of the life. He is a jealous God. He's a ruler, but he's a friend. He's a ruler, but he's a friend. You could have the opportunity. The opportunity could be in an hour. The opportunity could be in in a day, in a week, in a month. The opportunity may not come for another ten years. But know this, as a child of God, someday you will have an opportunity to reach someone with the gospel of Jesus Christ. What will you do? How will you handle it? I earnestly believe in my heart of hearts that by walking this path, by, by, by taking this course and understanding who God is name by name, you have strengthened yourself for that day. I feel like, I, f- I feel right now in my spirit that the Lord is uh, pressing on me to close with the 23rd Psalm. And so I'm, I'm going to follow that leading. I want you to make this your sincere prayer to close this course. Lord, I want to know you more. I want I want that to be your prayer. I'm going to pray and then we're going to close out here with the 23rd Psalm as I feel the Lord's leading. So Father, right now in the name of Jesus, I thank you for the opportunity at hand. Father, I, I, I can almost hear you saying, Go ye into all the world and preach the gospel, for the gospel is the name of Jesus Christ. The good news has come that there is a Savior. The good news has come that He is alive. And so, Father, thank you for preparing us. Thank you, Lord God, for calling us, Lord for such a time as this. We are different from any generation that has ever walked the face of this earth because you placed us here and now for such a time as this. So, Father, right now, I proclaim your blessing fall upon each one of those people. 
who listens in, who has sought to know you, Lord. Adonai. And Father, as we cry out to you day by day, I thank you, Lord God, that you hear us. By all faith, we know that you hear us. And so, Father, go with us. Give us the words to speak when the opportunity comes to reach someone who's lost with your gospel. Reach reach into our spirits, Lord God, and cause a stirring, a hunger, a desire, and a passion so that those around us will look and say, surely there is something unique, and I've got to have it. Father, let your righteousness exude from us. Not that we might be haughty, but Lord, that we would be humble and that the world would see Jesus Christ in each and every one of us. We thank you, Lord God, for being an all-encompassing God on whose name we can call in our every situation. We thank you. We give you praise. We love you. In the name of Yeshua HaMashiach, Jesus Christ, the Messiah. All God's children said, Amen. Psalm 23 is a psalm of David, and it reads, The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He maketh me to lie down in green pastures. He leadeth me beside the still waters. He restoreth my soul. He leadeth me in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. For thou art with me. Thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. Thou preparest a table before me in the presence of mine enemies. Thou anointest my head with oil. My cup runneth over. Surely the goodness and mercy shall follow me all of the days of my life. And I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Amen. God bless you all. Thank you so much for joining in for this course. I pray that it's blessed you. Go and dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Be blessed.